0: Hello everyone. This session is dedicated to the OPSI OECD um, government aftershock event, um, which is on the 17th and the 18th of November. Um, this event uh, is about discussing the government reform that is to take place post COVID. So COVID came and shocked us out, all out of our systems. We were able to look at the policy overhauls that we were pausing for a long time and it created an accelerator to for us to be able to push forth a lot of agenda in uh, government reform. One of the very important things that it shed light on and I think um, for me personally, I think it is an area that we would need to examine very closely is the is leading with empathy and how that means when it translates into values of any organization that we work with. Um, the importance of that and, the, and how crucial it is to decision making. Um, being in public purpose organizations, um, we are, our aim is to, to be able to devise policies and programs that help make people's lives better. Many times because of bureaucracy and you know, being stuck in the way that things were done, um we find ourselves stalling even when these policies are you know uh, either you know they've taken a long time to come to place or um, you know, we've done you know massive consultation sessions uh, with the public and advisors to reach to that um, such policies, but then they they get stuck somewhere and i think the difference is in what we see right now is that people are, lead, are leading with empathy knowing that the choices that we'll, they will be making will have will they, they take into consideration um solely how people feel um and what their best interest is um and that is being able to be compassionate and understanding of the people's situation we cannot um we cannot make decisions without thinking about how people feel. And I think that just really emphasised a lot of things like policies with, with lockdown, for instance, how governments uh, decided to um, perform lockdown policies, who was consulted in that process, and have they, have, have they taken into consideration the impact on mental health, the impact on um, children being away from their friends at school, uh, the impact on mothers who are working from home, fathers who are working from home, people who are dealing with anxieties and, and mental, mental struggles. So um, also people who have, let's say, daily incomes that cannot be replaced. So looking at, at, at the community when you do a policy like that um, or a policy response to a situation I think one of the very important things that come to the forefront of this discussion is how we looked at that with a deep understanding of not only the state's um, accountability to its people, because this is what a lot of times the uh, legislator looks at, is like, what is their accountability um, and how this would reflect on the government uh, on the long term. In the medium medium term to long term, but have they thought about the impact on on the person? I think now it is about leading with courage, being able to, as policymakers, understand, do the full fledged analysis of how this impacts people, but also be able to break that barrier of uh, of, of political agenda and and you know political parties and and you know looking after the current government constituents as opposed to the hum- the people or the nation you see that with uh you know the examples of new zealand who have risen very well from the the first wave um, of this virus and were able to substantiate um their policy making uh through being able to look at people with a lens of compassion i think we're dealing with humans. We're dealing with people who are impacted by emotions. That is a discussion that will come to the forefront of policy making, um, and that is for me. Also, I think one of the very important things that people will start looking at is collaborate a collaborative um, policy making. How do you um, how do you involve everyone? Citizen centric uh, government and real time citizen centric government where people are able to voice their opinion and be heard on the spot. How do you make the digital government um, so, uh, so um, let's say, receptive um, to people on real time? More and more people are, should be encouraged as well to be involved in the decision-making process. And uh, the voice of the citizen should be higher then the voice of the political uh parties and political ideologies that are represented within those parties. And it is should be down to, to the people. One one other thing that I personally believe is going to be a trend is moving away from right wing and left-wing ideology to thinking about just um working um and, and leaving the as they say, leaving the political ideologies and um and understandings and beliefs uh, at the door of every government organization to actually thinking about making people's lives better irrespective of their backgrounds or beliefs or ideologies. And I think that it has also within recent events um, has shown how, you know, people are looking at inclusion more and more uh, divisive, divisiveness has um, has, you know, been going on for the past few years with some, uh, you know, a number of foreign policy, um, you know, a number of policy, foreign policies that were c- carried out by certain countries, for instance, um, and that had caused a, a popular populism movement across Europe, for instance, and the US and whatnot. And that has, it is also an unnatural movement um, that people feel that they need to come back to equilibrium. They need to come back to, um, being okay with the other. They need to come back to understanding and appreciation and acceptance of others. And that is coming down to human nature. So I think for me, it's about, uh, you know, not only a human centered type of governance, but also on a deeper level an understanding and empathetic government that speaks for its people and not no does not speak for its people i mean reflects its people's voices and you can only get attuned to that because you can you know you get lost in the bureaucracies of of work and 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 the office um that you sometimes forget about what you were here to do in the first place so i think coming back to being human as leaders coming back to being human as a government and and ensuring that the values of the people in the nation are always being reflected, and they are the forefront drivers of the policy making. You see that in in you see that affecting foreign policy, but also it should be uh, reflected in the nation's policy and internal policies that guide and govern and govern um, the nation. And uh, with issues like taking also culture into consideration, that's something that will come up. Um, how do you go from global to local or global? You're talking about, there was globalization for a while, and now there is the importance of um, looking at uh, local wisdom. How do you derive your policies from local wisdom? Tapping into the, the wisdom of the communities that serve, that this government is serving. Um, it's very important that we go back to the roots and find out how, these communities think how they thrive how they live and drive it from the bottom up grassroots kind of policy making that serves the values of the people and that is something that will continue making sure that every government is the face of its people as opposed to you know people a a government working for agendas that were preset i think we need to we will see also People moving away from, uh, from serving political agenda to serving the people for, for, for and their values and, and driving that forth. What I think we'll also see um, is a sense of unity. Um, we'll understand a bit more about how um, the world works. What we also want to see is uh, more collaboration like the event that is really, that is now being created by the OECD, Observatory for Public Sector Innovation, where local communities are allowed to come to the global scene. Um, the reach for this event and, you know, the access that they've had to using social media platforms for this event on an organization like OBSI, I think will drive forth the. Uh, the new way forward, the new way of thinking of collaborative, grassroots uh, type of organization, you know, of quasi-governmental organizational uh, contribution to decision making. I think that's also a trend that we'll see: is that more voice and more vo- uh, more weight will be given to grassroots organizations, to NGOs, to think tanks on the ground, um, at, and then with the heavy access and reach that that the technology is giving to different part of, parts of every country um, to be able to voice their concerns on a global level and be able to shape um, government direction or, across the globe um, and with central organizations like OECD that will be able to devise other governments on what's best um, practice will also be and a very interesting Um, maybe uh, even a start or an instigator for this grassroots movement because the ultimate aim is to continue making this a local movement. Um, And and, and by creating that kind of um, first time uh, type of events or uh, first time of uh, involvement in public sector um, innovation, public sector uh, policy making and decision making, um, I think it would give a lot a lot of room for understanding the power behind um, local wisdom. Um, one thing I think we would like to keep is that um, how connectivity has changed with COVID um, and how people are having um, access to, you know, they're being able to maintain, let's say, um, the quality of their lives and the stead- steadiness of their lives and still be able to contribute to workforce, be able to contribute to events, um, to forums. Um, that I think we would like to see continue and I think we would we would see a trend. Um, the impact of, of that on being able to cut costs for organizations, governments, uh, even individuals, being able to um, to also have access at your own time and with the least amount of change towards your your life and with the uh, up to you know optimum uh, work life balance now there is that debate of has this given, has this given people better work life balance or has that impacted them now it holds to the two sides of the story hold where people at home with the children being at home are finding it very difficult uh, to do work and home at the same time. And that's where that kind of policy needed or lockdown policies needed that kind of revision and empathy and compassion towards understanding the stress behind Um, being able to, you know, being needing to manage both at the same time home and work. Um, And with that, a better, better informed policy would have been um, you know, whether it's providing some kind of assistance or support or not even lockdown and maybe in some countries where it's possible to utilize herd immunity as opposed to lockdown. Um, really depending on the situation, but then the policy would have been devised per uh, population. So if we're talking about the sick and the elderly, how do you cater to them? You open up uh, homes or... Uh, centers for that and ask them to you know or provide free services where they are catered to in certain homes so they're taken care of away from danger and then you allow the rest of the community to um to uh, continue their lives normally that could be a, an option but i think the most important thing is that we would like to keep um at grassroots level and a government level um being able to have to tap into um that technology that would make our lives better, but policymakers need to keep in mind how that technology is being used. And I think it should be self driven. So give people the ability to uh, decide if they want to go back to work full time and if they want to go back to work part time, if they would like to continue with different modalities of work. I think, you know, we should, as governments, back off from creating. Um, new frameworks and programs and let it be initiated by people. Now they, they have tried and tested and they know what worked and what didn't work for them. So I think more collaboration in terms of understanding um, how people want to live their lives for the next while and allowing them to devise the way forward, um, allowing them to create what works for them. So modalities that work for them. Um, I think this is what we would do differently I should do differently. Um, increase if I would uh, summarize that I think would increase uh, citizen engagement we would increase um, people's uh, contribution to decision making and not only contribution but I think it should be derived by people Um, policies and programs should be driven by people by communities by local communities and wisdom should be derived from local communities to Wisdom and values uh, to uh, to uh, devise making for the next while, um, and I think that would work better for humanity. It serves humanity on so many levels, um, and we make sure that we we continue with giving people um, our best as policymakers, um, making sure that we involve them and making sure that they are not only heard but that they are actually driving forth the way forward i hope you've enjoyed the session and i look forward to contributing some more with the eopsio ecd aftershock program Um, please do attend the second day which will be on the 18th with a number of very interesting panels that will be going on Uh, thank you very much for your time